what a radio is, boy? What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. (laughs) You're youngin' up in here. Seems we gotta get that demographic. (laughs) Yo, peace. Welcome back to The Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop and dub culture podcast in Tokyo. I'm the god Mega. Yo, what's up? This is Late. And here we are again on another Friday for you with uh, a tremendous guest. Here we Two go tremendous again. Guests. Yeah, I feel like we should talk about the podcast a little bit more. Uh, every Friday we have an episode featuring somebody or some peoples who are dope uh, doing art or hip hop culture shit out here in Tokyo. Sometimes we get people passing through and uh, basically we have conversations with these people. We do a little bit of a musical share and then at the end of the podcast we let you know all the dope shows and events that are happening here in Tokyo. Uh, at least several of them, most of them and shit that we can get our hands on. A lot of the dope shit we know about. Word, word. And uh, speaking of very dope guests today, we've got uh, family, friends of the show, you know what I mean? You've heard uh, one of them on the podcast three or four times, and uh, I'm just meeting the other brother today for the first time. We are with the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. What's good? What's good? What's happening? Chilling, Chilling, yo. Hey, yo, a super, super hype to have y'all here today. I mean, you know, uh, no, well, let me go ahead and let y'all introduce yourselves then. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, I'm Chocolate Buddha in the house. Been in Japan, a veteran of Japan for uh, almost uh, 38 years. Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> we, and, said uh, that. we said that at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And loving every minute of it, man. Okay, so, so it's where it, it, it's wonderful, and it's great to be here with your brothers. Man. Word, man. It, I mean, I, I I feel like I know you a little bit, you know, because I listen to the podcast all the time. Yeah, I always hear your perspective and your and your thoughts. But it's good to finally, you know, talk face to face. So word, thank you for word. coming on, man. It's really good to see you. All right, um, Cliff from the Royal Mobile Podcast. Been here a little over six years, going on seven. Originally from Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. Hey, it's March 9th. Yeah. Word, word. The day the greatest rapper alive died. Yo, Don't I know if that's an appropriate drop. I, I, should, I probably should not do gunshots when we're talking about Biggie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Word. But yeah. Rest um, in peace to the guy. Yeah, God. man. Yeah, all is love. I'm happy to be in the building, you know, with all of us. You know word. what I'm saying? Because yeah. I've been on here three or four times. But to have Buddha in the building, you know, mega late. I was just telling Mega, so this is probably like the unification of the two biggest black podcasts Word. in Tokyo. No Word. doubt. Yo, shout out to us. Word. Yeah, shout out to man. us. Shout out Word. to yourselves, no, man. I, I really I really think that uh that all of us are are doing, you know, the two podcasts are really doing something really dope out here. It's almost like an ethnographic approach to studying the culture and um, through the lens of people who have experiences as people of color, black folks uh, out here in Japan, ranging from fucking 38 years to I don't know how long I've been here, like seven years too. So yeah. you know, it's really dope to to um, tune in. And um, shit, before we before we go on to the conversations segment of the podcast, let's talk a little bit about our sponsors. Uh, yes, shout out to Harry of Harry Sandwich Company out in Shibuya, mm. by the way of Harajuku. Uh, just walk down Takashita Dori, go down one of them alleys, and you'll see my guy's shop. Uh, where the Cafe Bar and Roots used to be. He has the best sandwiches in Tokyo, in Kanto, probably in Japan. He keeps it real authentic American style, really mm-hmm. good ingredients. And I mean, it's just a good atmosphere there. I do a, an event there uh, from time to time. 
So, yeah, go check out my man Harry and tell him Mega Late sent you. Yeah, you know, I think we've been planning on getting, like, some type of promotion going with him, but we just haven't laid out all the groundwork for right. it. But that is our guy. Shit, and also go to the Mega Late Show Facebook page and hit that like and check out our new aromatherapy kit that comes with a sonic diffuser and 12 essential oils that we have put together with a team of scientists. Uh, with the fragrance of wasabi and, and chicken grease, <laughs> as well Damn. as the grape juice Murray's Kool-Aid. hair pomade elixir. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Murray son. Yo, man, that sonic diffuser is ill. But yeah, um, I don't know if we have any more sponsors. We haven't been on the grind to get more sponsors. Huh? <laughs> it's kind of fucking lazy. We need somebody to just post our shit for us. And thank you. Uh, you know, Tokyo Cliff actually promotes our podcast more than we ever have. <laughs> kind of bad. So I want to say shout actually, out to yo, you, man. Uh, anybody who's interested in uh, becoming a squad member. Hit us up. We are looking for some technical assistance, especially where social media is concerned. So yeah. if you are so inclined, holler at your boys. Yeah, we've also got a scholarship program for <laughs> young Negro brothers uh, to come through. And uh, you know what I mean? We'll help pay for your alcohol. Hell yeah. That was all a lot. Shocking clip. Y'all yeah, just like, yo, for real? Y'all got yeah, the yeah. sonic diffuser yeah, and shit? Like, yo, they're doing big shit. Yo, man. Some chicken mean? grease, yeah. uh, pomade oil or yeah, some shit. Man. Yeah, man. Some Murray's, you know <laughs> what I mean? Or shout out to us. Well, Anyways, man, let's go into the... Well, yo, first, what are we listening to late? I feel like this is some real jazz hours. Like some oh, yeah. Real, <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a little different today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? Shout out to Cliff. Oh, oh, oh dope, what, dope, what, what, what is what is this? Y'all, y'all in on this together and shit? Y'all oh, nah, he, 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 oh, okay. <laughs> no, I kind of think I kind of think y'all doing this because it's an older brother in the house. You know what I'm saying? A little old school. Uh, I, I, I was <laughs> wondering what rooms. was going on. Shit. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's the anniversary you, uh, uh, of Biggie's uh, passing and shit. So I thought we were going to come in with kicking the door, oh, but instead uh, this is you know what I mean. I thought, but instead this is some real like. You know, after church, <laughs> you know what they I mean? They call me Big Papa. Yeah. yeah. All right. Word up, man. Shit, let's go into this conversational segment, man. Um, so, so uh we know who both of y'all are. We know, uh Cliff, you're from Brooklyn. Where are you from, Shock? Man, I'm from Louisiana. What part of Louisiana? Uh, I'm in the Baton Rouge area. It's a little okay. town called Montpelier. Shout out to Montpelier, Louisiana. Population about 214 right now. It's a big farm in town, man. We got 214 more. people or 214,000 yes. people? No, 214 <laughs> oh, people. Oh, shit. Yeah, when I grew up, uh, it was only 350 of us, and oh, everybody shit. knew everybody. Yeah. You know, about half of the population was in the same church and shit. You know Word. what I'm saying? So, it's mostly black folks out there? Uh, Yeah, we got, well, it's, a mix. it's about 50-50 at the okay. time, you know, when I was growing up there and stuff. Word. You know, but, you know, it was kind of... Like they went to their church and we went to our church, so I I, I don't know. It, it was or, it was weird like damn, that. But two hundred fourteen. Yeah. I got more yeah. people living on my fucking floor. I know. Man. <laughs> yeah, there's apartment right. complex in that. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty crazy transition, man. To yeah. add to add on to the Brooklyn shit, like um, you know Charlotte. Shout out to Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte NC is like my second home. So you know I grew up in Brooklyn, then like around thirteen fourteen moved to Charlotte. Was out there for like five six years and then went back to new york and you know i I, both of them are my home as well as japan you Mm. know i've kind of been here and there but um you know new york is really the place where i think like when i went back kind of it made me who i am today as far as how i see the world Mm. 
and um, the type of people that I'm, I'm mixing it up with and all that. So, well, when I talk to you, like I'm, I'm usually pretty good at catching where people are from when I've met a lot of people from those places. And I know you was a Brooklyn cat, like almost immediately. So, word yeah, up, man. I guess I still got it then, because you know, sometimes right. when you're away from that environment, yeah. you kind of lose it a little bit. Right. But I ain't been in the South that much, but I've, I've met enough people from Georgia to kind of mm-hmm. get it. And my stepdad is from the South, so I can kind of pick up on it but you know really i'm a cali kid and new york type of shit so word up man um well shit tell us a little bit about the podcast the raw urban mobile podcast okay first tell us what it is like what y'all do so yeah basically we pull up typically in the shibuya area near shibuya station and we invite guests in our van uh buddha's van actually which is a 99 chevy van yeah 99 chevy astro okay so let me rewind a little bit. So, actually, I did a blog um, a while back, and it was short-lived, maybe six months, and um, I did away with the blog. And then when I got the idea to do the podcast, I was just like, all right, so who, who I'm going to get to be my co-host? Now, you know, we, we, um, we've we been friends for a minute, so I'm just like, all right, I mean, we done talked and argued about everything, right? So I was just like... You know what I mean? Let, let's let's do it together, you know? And he's just like, cool. And then I, I'll let you finish off with, yeah, with the van idea. Yeah, because when he brought up the idea, you know, I was like, man, you're living in country-ass Chogo, you know what I'm saying? Down in Kanagawa. I don't even know what that is. Fujisawa yeah, City. Fujisawa City, yeah. So I was like, Chogo sound kind of lit, though, if you're like, yeah. I'm from Chogo. <laughs> yeah, we were like, talking about them before we started recording. <laughs> the Chogos? Yeah. yeah, the Chogos, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, who's going to come to country-ass Chogo and shit, you know? So I already had it in my mind. You know, when he brought it up to me, I was like, shit, let's do it in my van. Fuck it. I'll just take out the two middle seats, mm-hmm. throw some art in that bitch, you know, and uh, we'll just have some fun mm-hmm. and we'll just be mobile, you know. So I uh, love that idea, man. That's really yeah. dope. And you guys have put a lot of effort into uh, creating a really dope atmosphere inside the van. It's all decorated with the wild, dope pictures. Definitely. I mean, we, we feel like, you know, this was also part of what we wanted to do was we wanted to make it very informal and chill. And we feel like when people get in the van, like they just really, you know what I mean? They, they transform. They transform or they, they just Word. relax. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, there's no cameras and lights. Word. This is not going on YouTube. You know what I mean? You just got a mic in front of you and, and you got all this art and, and two brothers just, Indeed. yeah, you know, kicking it. So, so well, how do y'all know each other? Um, well, we used to work together. Yeah. Um, we, we actually work for the government, U.S. government. And, uh, I wasn't going to bring that up and shit. I didn't yeah. know if y'all want to put that out. But we're I don't not, know. We ain't CIA or nothing, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we used to work together. And um, yeah. So what is like, um, I mean, how long have you guys been doing the podcast? Ooh, um, like on, about on, a year and a half. A year and a half? Yeah, we started in December of 2017, I want to say. Okay. At the very end of the year. Yeah. So so basically, they're just like a, a year after us because we started in December 2016. All right. Yeah. So we're just like a year older than the 16? Yeah. Doing yeah. This. yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. We. I mean, we're on year two now, right? We're going to year three. I don't even know. We're in year three. But anyways, three. yeah, you know, yeah. we're doing a, we've all been doing some podcasting and shit. When you guys started, it was like a um, it seemed like uh, a lot of it was you two 
sharing some of your more of your personal opinions about things and having conversations and maybe even arguing um, ideals on the podcast. But um, more of late, especially in the last year, you guys seem to have taken more of a focus on highlighting certain types of people who are doing excellent things out here in Tokyo from pretty much all walks of life. I've seen that you've guys had, you know, Baye, who's a tremendous writer, uh, the owner operator of Soul Food House. Recently, you've had on like um, just a, a plethora of people, man. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about like the what's the mission statement? Like, what are you guys so, trying to do? out here? Uh, originally, it was going to be like half and half. Like we was going to have some guests on and then sometimes me and Buddha would just do an episode by ourselves. So um, yeah, it was going to be like 50 50 and then. Once we just started bringing guests on and we really liked the feel of it, we just kind of st- stuck with that, basically. And and I, I think it's something that's, you know, our podcast, you know, it, it's grown and it's helped us realize what we want to focus on, which I, I mentioned this on our social media not too long ago. I said that the podcast, me and, me and him are just the hosts. But it's really not about us. Word. It's about the community. It's about the international community mm-hmm. in here in Tokyo and surrounding areas, which I think doesn't get enough shine or light, right? right? So, and, and, and this is why I love what you guys do, because we basically do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, thing. yeah. I mean, you guys are more like uh, hip hop centered. Right. But, at, you know, at the, at the root of it, at the root of it is all this. Very you know, similar we, to how we Very started. similar. Exactly. Yeah. We, we were anticipating, you know. We'll have a guest every so often, but it kind of just, you know, the podcast grew yeah. into what it is. Yeah. yeah, I really, I really enjoy what you guys do. Um, you know, just a variety of different people out here, and I, I find out all types of shit. Like, y'all have a lawyer on, and then I get a little bit of a factoid about some shit, or you know, yeah. somebody who's, uh, for example, heavy in like the dance community or the voguing community, and you guys always just have like really dope people. Yeah, on really shit. dope. I think we interesting like, perspective like uh, and that's why I reached out to you. I've known you almost for like a year uh, yeah. at this point, Cliff. And uh, I just saw what you guys were doing. I was like, yo, I, I rock with that idea. And there are people of color. So, you know, uh, immediately since then, we've kind of been. Yeah, I probably talked to your ass more than anybody else. Yeah, actually. Because I know I know why, <laughs> though. I know why. It's just because he'd be sitting at a desk all day and got shit else to do. <laughs> so he'd just be messaging people and shit. Yeah. And but then, yeah. And then I, I use Facebook a lot for uh, work. So, work. yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, and I, I want to take the time to give a shout out to y'all, man, because, yeah. like, thank you. I, you know, I, I grew up with hip hop, you know what I mean? But I think listening to y'all podcast, because I, I kind of got away from a lot of hip hop. You know, I got into house real heavy and some other genres. But I think when I started listening to y'all, you know, y- y'all podcast consistently, it made me, um, it, it brought the love back. It, it, it I kind of have a different appreciation now for hip hop. I think listening to y'all podcasts, oh. man. Yeah, man. Because the guests you guys have on, and just the topics. You know, it's not. It's not like more. It's it's less about the mainstream. And, oh yeah. And it's more about oh, the yeah. art and, and and even about the people. culture is what really the culture. Yeah, the culture, and, and it's also about people who right. may not be big time, but they're doing awesome right. work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. Really yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. And I like that y'all doing it from, you know, like a root level, you know, the, the grassroot uh, culture here in Tokyo, you know, exposing that out to the masses and, yeah. and shit like that, you know, because uh, sort of like what we do, um, we both inspire, you know, both of our podcasts inspire people. Like we had this dude named Big Simp 
Uh, he's a pro basketball player and his message. And that's when we started thinking about inspiration, you know, uh, inspiring people uh, because his message was say, hey, everybody can't make it in the NBA, but you can still live your dreams of being a pro basketball player. And he's doing it here in uh, Japan and stuff. And so I, I think that that could go for anything. Hip hop. Right singing you know whatever you could get a career start somewhere word you know and uh so yeah yeah shout out to y'all man y'all yeah. shout be, out to us and yeah. Shit, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, shout, i really, yeah, I really you know out, like i really rock with 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 us like i yeah. love our energy i like yeah. what we're doing there's nobody else doing it like this not at a level where it was just like getting you know all walks of life we'll have somebody who is you know just a person that got a hundred listens on our soundcloud page exactly. but we like their music and then we'll get you know Ali Shahi Mohammed or Sky Zoo and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like, that's... And, Sky and with y'all, man, like, uh, the type of people you, you've had on there, uh, could you tell us some of your more memorable guests or where would you have... If somebody was just jumping into your podcast for the first time, uh, each of you, I'd like each of you to answer this, what episode would you direct them towards? Okay. First one that comes to my mind, um, and this is a while back when our, I guess, our sound quality wasn't as good, um, but still a, a great listen um the episode with henry yeah henry uh moreland seals and it was about him becoming a japanese citizen and i, I i'll right. just leave it at that and and that was just a really informative episode that's the brother that came out here and decided to renounce his renounce citizenship. his yeah. citizenship yeah yeah and then okay yeah so I'll yeah I'm, i didn't mention that, that so. so he's an american guy who yeah decided to renounce his citizenship and become a Japanese citizen. Oh, that is a good episode. Yeah, so please check that out. Go back in the archives and check that what out. What about you, Shock? Well, you know, all of them, I loved all of them, to be honest with you, but the one that really hit my heart, you know, hit me in the heart was the one we did with the one, uh, man, forgive me for not remembering the brother's name, but the lawyer. That we oh, barrister, yeah. The barrister. Yes. The barrister. Yes. Yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, because that was very touching, touching to me because even though me and my wife never divorced and, and went through the, you know, trials and tribulations that other, uh, let's say, divorcees go through dealing with divorce in Japan and child custody and this, that and the other. But I thought that that episode stood out to me because that's a big, you know, that's a big issue with, you know, foreigners and me working for the, you know, um, U.S government community here in japan you see a lot of uh people who are married to japanese mm -hmm. women and uh you know it's just like and i know some that are going through the same exact thing so i just felt that it was informative also the fact that you know a lot of brothers he, he brought up about discrimination mm -hmm. in japan you know yeah. which people wouldn't be aware of if they right. walked the streets because it's not blatant as it would be yeah. in the states or something like that right. so that that episode really stuck out to me and it really hit you know hit me in the yeah. heart you know and everything and that that one's called uh the blunt truth yeah, okay blunt i was truth. i was yeah. looking on my phone to try to yeah. find the name of that that yeah, episode um, but yeah that's a good one the brother ian davis yeah uh, ian Jamaican, davis yeah Jamaican guy from shout out yeah, to man. ian davis yeah. and, and and this is what i like man you guys have such a variety of um uh, of of people on there you know everybody like our homegirl saki suki sake was on there mm. talking about asian girl stereotypes yes. that are prevalent around the world and how she addresses them and what if she's experienced that all the way from um you you have like famous house dancers like our guy brooklyn terry these two people man um almonte 
Yeah, so was... just just like I really think that if people want to get a perspective on um, not just the black experience here in Japan, a full but, perspective. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know, like conversations with people who are out here. It's not just a bunch of fucking people that moved out here to be teachers. There's professionals yeah. and brilliant artists and everybody out here uh, is really interesting and nobody highlights it like that not uh, even your major japanese um publication media outlets and publications so shout out to y'all man those are really good episodes and i yeah. advise people to check them out i wanted to add something to that um you brought something to my mind about the uh you know not just black people i, I don't think i've ever mentioned this anywhere either but so we are all inclusive you know black white asian um Gay, straight, right. doesn't matter. We, we we invite everybody in the mobile man cave. And but at the same time, I am conscious of bringing black voices on the podcast. So don't 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 get that twisted. Right. So because yeah. you know I I think that when you when you go to look up Japan, whether it's YouTube or whether it's some news source or art web page or something, you mostly gonna get get it from the white experience, right? Word. So I, I am very conscious of, of bringing a lot of black voices on, um, bl uh, women on, black women, and just women in general. So, um, yeah, all inclusive, like I said, you know? Yeah. We're, I mean, we're, we kind of rock with the same energy on that. We just kind of, you know, when we come across somebody that's talented, we just try to get them on. Somebody that we respect what they're doing or, uh, you know, their thoughts and ideologies or whatever it may be. Right. But right now, you guys are seem to be placing a major focus on having a lot of you know powerful and interesting women on for 2019 and you have a hashtag that people can find on instagram yes right hashtag uh women in japan but it's spelled uh w m n i n jpn 2019 it's just abbreviation of women in japan um if you follow us on ig at Royal Mobile Urban Mobile Royal Urban Mobile Podcast, um, you, you'll see the hashtag. And yeah, what I realized was that in the first year, and this was just um, I wasn't even really conscious of it. I was just naturally getting people on, people that I knew, people that I, you know come across at events and stuff like that. And then I just like okay, well, most of these, most of our guests, eighty percent of our guests were men. And I do know a lot of females doing great and awesome things here, you know. Um, so I was like, yeah, this year we're going to focus more on women. Right. You know? So we've been doing that so far. And we got a, we've had like seven or eight women on the last two or three months. And we got more coming in the next few months. So Word, look out man. for that. Yo, and uh, since we're on here talking about black podcasts, uh, a guest that you had on your podcast, Curly and Kansai, they're also a uh, you know black podcast to uh, black women out in Osaka who have an interesting and dope perspective, and that's also something I just want to shout out on this episode while we're talking about excellence. So uh, and and you had them on a podcast. Yes. and I actually was there for that exactly. episode. Yes, you were. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there for that episode. Well, the, the shot well, couldn't be there. Yeah, yeah. The, the first right. one we did with just Ayana because mm -hmm. Elise couldn't make it. Um, shout out to Ayana and Elise. Elise right. And then yeah, for the second one, unfortunately Buddha wasn't able to make it. So I hit you up, and because I, I, I've really been trying to get you guys on, but I understand our schedules conflict a lot of times. So, but we're definitely going to get you on. And yeah, and so I hit you up, and I said, you know what? Let's make it, you know, uh, about black podcasts yeah. on this one. Let's make, you know, Curly and Kansai times Raw Urban Mobile Podcast times Make a Late Show, you know? 
So minus yeah. late, but you know. Yeah, well, you know, when they come back out, I'd love to talk to them again. Because uh, yeah. uh, of, of all the podcasts that I'm aware of here in Japan, uh, the, the three dopest ones are are ours mm. so i mean I, there's there's some other ones that i haven't heard but they got trash joints like fucking like uh tokyo disneyland podcast and shit that they oh, just yeah. Yeah. yo yeah. but they got like wild followers they got like ten thousand followers or some shit yeah. it's like yo people just going on and listening to somebody talk about the new disneyland shit like yeah. trash i don't get it but yeah i'm well, hating though but i don't care <laughs> man, like fuck that shit man hey well you know that, that's why we always say our motto is Ain't no sushi temples and shrines and shit. We ain't talking about that shit on our podcast. Word, word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's enough of that shit, man. Yeah, yeah, enough yeah. of that shit, man. Tea, tea ceremonies and all that. And, and, and all which, of that. Which is all good. Yeah, now. all of that is yeah, good. We're not good, knocking but, that. Yeah. We're not knocking that. I but. am. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, like, there, there's, you know, there's a lot of saturation for it. And even, even within our own community, there's a lot of people who put out content that is expressly about the black experience here in Japan. And largely a lot of it is like, I'm black, this is how I've encountered things. Uh, this is how I've heard other black people encounter things. But with you guys, you guys are doing something where it's not so much like, check out what black people have to go through. It's like, yo, this person's a lawyer. You know what I mean? Yep. And so they're working within this industry. Tell us a little bit about the industry. And through that, you hear these experiences um, from all walks of life, whether to be, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a, me a member of the or, uh, you know, a person of the LGBTQIA community or just black folks, black folks from Jamaica, black folks from, you know, South Africa and, and everything. So, like, you know, there, you know what? there's space and for it. But, you know, like some people just do it doper, I think. And shout out to... You you, you hit the nail those. on the you hit the nail on the head with that one because I in my descriptions uh, for the episodes I specifically I, I consciously do not say black American or, or white American mm. or I, I don't I don't want people to focus on that mm. I I do put the hometown just so you 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 get a sense of where everybody's coming from mm. and, and that that you know all these people that make up the melting pot here in Tokyo but I don't want to focus on your skin color, you know, but through the episodes, you will, un you know, yeah. you know when it's a brother, you know what I'm saying? Well, I yeah. know when it's a brother talking, you know what I mean? That was so. something that we were very conscious of. At first, when we first started recording, we was like, yo, let's talk about how Japanese people approach, like, appropriating black hairstyles out here in Japan. But what we found is, like, we don't need to have, like, a topical moment where that comes up. It will just, like, some of these conversations will emerge exactly. as we explore the culture. So, exactly. word, man. Exactly. Let's get in. Let's get off some temperature check type of questions and shit, man. I want, I'm curious. I'm curious because shock. You've been out here for so long, man. I want to know, like, what are some of the major changes that you've seen, or like, what's different now? What type of what type of slang were you using back in like 1988 when you're trying to pick up women? <laughs> oh, 1980, you know I mean? bro. Like, we, we take we, up we, to the back and do the wild thing. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we we just used to. Um, I think that you know back then we were looked at as a novelty. You know, and, and being with a black guy and this, that, and the other. Because, you know, back in the day, a lot of the Japanese women, believe it or not, they would kick it and have fun with us. And then they'll go and marry a Japanese cat, yeah. right? And a lot of them were also, um, the family, really, a lot of girls, the families controlled yeah. uh, their destiny as far as marriage is concerned. Hey, if you marry this gaijin, you know, uh, you, you're not going to be a part of the family. Don't We're going to cut home. you yeah. off and shit, yeah. you know. And I went through that myself, you know. And so, um, and so back then, you know, like, 
for example, I'll just go over this real quick. They used to have this this particular TV station, and I don't know whether you could go back and fact check it or not, but back in the day, me and my wife would be kicking in this, uh, well, me and my girlfriend at the time would be kicking this love hotel, and uh, she'd be telling me all the shit they'd be saying about black people, right? All mm. the disparaging shit, right? And so uh, they, would, they used to take TV cameras into the quote-unquote, you know, black clubs, and as uh, soon as the cameras would bust into the club, these girls be breaking away from brothers like, you know, cockroaches oh, yeah. when the lights turn on, right? Mm. And so they would go talk to him and say, hey, is this your boyfriend? No, he's my English teacher and this, that, and right. the other. I didn't but know they, black people were going to be here today. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just as surprised as you are. Yeah, like, yeah. look at them. They're yeah, just, yeah, they're just black over there. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you know... Um, and then, you know, they would go to certain rundown skid row ass hood places back in the States and they would show how black people live. Back in the day, even the prime minister used to talk bad about black people and stuff, right? But then, you know, going back to the club and everything, you know, we were all in the Navy, right? And I knew most of them guys, oh shit, I know that brother, I know that brother. But then again, there was always that, always that one nigga. And they would ask him questions like, uh, do you have a... Uh, multiple Japanese girlfriends. And of course he got that play of pimp ego, you know. Tyrone. Like, Hell yeah, I got yeah. all these hoes and everything. So it'd be like, okay, do Japanese girls give you money? He's like, of course they bought me mm. this, they bought me that, they bought me that. So he was playing into yeah. that narrative, right? Yeah. And so they used to do a lot of that stuff to disparage us. Mm -hmm. You know, they even had one Japanese dude. He's he's a famous actor, used to be an ex boxer. I can't think of his name, but I'll know his face if I see him. He's a lot older now. But he, he said, you know, I mean, my wife, I mean, my girlfriend was there translating it to me and everything. And he was saying like, well, black people are ugly, but Michael Jackson's cute. You know, yeah. you know, some shit like that. And we used to just laugh that right, shit off. Right. right. You know, so it's not surprise. It's not like we ain't ever encountered this type of adversity before. Right. You so. know what I'm saying? Because back in the States, you know, you know, in my little neck of the woods, man, if you go too far into the hick town, they won't only call you nigga. They be coming after you, you know, to, you know, be yeah. in them four wheel drive trucks and shit, you know. And that's why I asked how many people in your town were, were white, you know, what yeah. I mean? like, because, you know, it's well, rough you know, in the south like that sometimes. It's what's, kind of what's funny because I town? used uh, Montpelier. Which which part of Georgia is that? Oh, it no, it's Louisiana. Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. Yeah. Now, if you, anyway. you Google in Montpelier, you're going to see Vermont. Okay. Because that's the state capital, yeah. right? But uh, Montpelier, Louisiana, it was just a little, it, they, they call it a village. They don't even call it a town because, <laughs> you know, 300, you know, 350 people back then. Yeah. But yeah. That's not even a high school, man. That's like. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. My graduating class was like about 27 or some shit like that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But no, no, I take that back about 40. Our football team was 27. But, you know, going back to way I've seen a lot of changes in Japan, you know, from everything from disparaging black people to, you know, the first black Miss Universe, half black, mm -hmm. half Japanese. Mm -hmm. And then following year, they had a half. Indian. So I've seen a lot of changes. I've seen the way uh, you see more um, people of color on television, mm -hmm. you know, doing things. And so, you know, I knew the change was going to come. And so when, you know, people ask me about how are you treated in Japan, because a lot of black people, you know, back in the day was curious about that. I say, yeah, some of them don't like our ass, but, you know, they, they treat us with respect mm -hmm. and they, they ain't like blatant about it. They ain't going to start no fight with us because 
thanks to the media, you know, oh yeah, you mess with a black dude, you're gonna get your ass kicked because yeah. all of them can box. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One thing we know about blacks well, yeah, is that yeah. they can fight. They're they violent. Can fight. They're yeah. violent yeah. Yeah. people. So uh, if the media right. did anything for us, shout out to my man Mike in Florida. Uh he used to say that. He say, Man, one one favor the media did for us that every country we go to, they don't fuck with us. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, that's true. It's, it's one of those, it's one of those like dope kind of like positive stereotypes. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, all yeah. black guys got big ass dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's a fact. It's in and the they Bible. Can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They can sing. They, yeah. I mean, they run fast. They can fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basketball. Well, these are all facts, right? You know, I just rock with them. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm fast. I can box. Hell yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. It, so I've seen the changes, right, and, right. And, and they're positive changes and everything. What so about, it's all good. What about uh, you? You've been out here for thirty-eight years. You have a daughter, you said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. she out here as well? Oh, she's over here as well. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Patrice. Daddy loves yeah. you. You know, thirty-one years How, old and stuff. She's thirty-one. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. She's eighty-eight. She's a peer. She yeah. is yeah. in our age. You've been out no here. Doubt. Yeah, yeah, Word, yeah. Man. So she's, when the yen she's, was strong and all that oh, shit. Oh, bro, man. we used to we used to complain, man, when we used to come into ports, right? You know, being in the US Navy, we got paid in dollars, right? So we come in and they say, uh, the yen rate's two fifty. We used to say, What the fuck? What you talking about? Two fifty. That's some bullshit, you know. Now it's yeah. so low now, you, right. you know. Was, when I was in when I was in Okinawa, not in the military, but when I was in Okinawa, it was like seventy three yeah. cents to the dollar. And yeah. I was hearing about when it was like, yo, back in like 89, when my stepdad was out here, he was like, yeah. yo, it was balling. It was balling, bro. Right, Everything right. was cheap. Right. What, it, what about uh, the type of music that you listen to, Shock? Uh, you listen to any, any uh, hip-hop shit at all? Well, you know, I, you know by the time hip-hop came out... Uh, you know, yeah, I was listening to Grandmaster Flash back then. I was listening to uh, Cool Mo D. I was listening to, uh, and then the 80s came out. I started following MWA a little bit and uh, things like that. So all those school rappers, Eric B and Rakim and all them cats, I got introduced to that when I was in the Navy. And I was like, what kind of music is that? Because I'm used to, you know, where I'm from in the South, you know, they play, you know, Bobby Blue Bland, right. some, you know, you know, Earth, Wind and Fire, you know, Temptations. And I, I grew up on all that. And I grew up on country music, too. You know what I'm saying? So when I got uh, introduced to hip hop, I was like, hmm, I wonder is this going to last? And the way it's evolved and, and, and the way it's spread around the world. I mean, now you even have country singers. I'm going to tell you a little experience real quick that, that, that fucked my head up. Right. The, the influence of hip hop. I was working at, uh, you know, it's a Navy base called Yokosuka, right? I was working there, and we were just standing out shooting the breeze, right? And uh, we heard this loud thumping music. He was bumping 50 cent, 50 cent, right? And I was like, damn, all right, all right, we can look from a distance. He had his cowboy hat on. All right, Country Boys is in the rap music. When that dude got parked his car, we kind of looked. I was like, damn, them subwoofers is loud. This dude got out, bro. He got out of his car. He was wearing blue jeans, Stetson boots, mm. a big ass pancake, I mean, fucking frying pan size belt buckle, <laughs> Western shirt, cowboy hat like a motherfucker. This dude looked like he was ready to go do some Waylon right. Jennings country shit. Word. You know what I'm saying? You know, he say nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, but. He's singing all the lyrics. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. And so. For the wrong reason. But, yeah, but, but when but I saw word, him get I out of the car, we just busted out yeah, laughing, man. man. It's like, damn, man. I was going to hip hop, man. I was in Texas for for a couple years, and we, we see that, you know. It's like pop music now, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Word. 
I don't know, man. I don't really have a lot of temperature check questions. I just, you know, like uh, I listen to you guys all the time, so I kind of feel like I, I know a lot about your your taste and your your um, experiences out here in Tokyo, especially with you, Cliff. You've been on the show several times, so we've had these type of questions. You got any temperature check type of questions late? Nah, man. I'm usually like the ones that we say for the end are yeah. usually the ones that are the most interesting. Right. Well, I guess um, uh, a question for Buddha. Did you ever hit any of the events or when people were meeting in your Yogi Park on oh, Sundays? <laughs> you talking to your Yogi Park expert. If you ever look at my photos on Instagram from back in the day, I used to not miss an event. I went to the B-Boy events. I went to, you know, all the festivals, Brazilian. Hopefully the One Love Jamaican Fest come back to uh, your Yogi Park. I found out through an inside source the reason why it's not there anymore. And I'm, you know, like, damn. But, yeah, I used to go to festivals there every week. I would not miss one because it's, okay. it's, festive, it's festive as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we've heard from people who've been here, like, not as long as you have, but around the same time how Yo Yogi used to be, you know, just a kind of area where a lot of culture would oh, big pop off and, yeah, you know, big time. be shown off. Yeah. Are you guys in the jazz or in any way, shape, or form? Hell yeah. All right. Uh, they have this event. Call us a meter jazz festival. I, I took Cliff there one time, and bro, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go because uh, they even have mix of reggae and stuff. It's like thirty some stages around um, uh, Kenshiko Park, Kenshicho Park, and uh, it's near. It's like five minutes walk from the uh, uh, Tokyo Sky Tree, and uh, they have these live events from jazz artists that perform around the world. Yeah. And that shit's free. Japan loves jazz, man. There's actually yeah. a rich and thriving uh, jazz community out here. Yeah. Um, That's shout out to Mark DeCliveLo, who's half Japanese, yeah, half, I heard that uh, episode. half a New, New, Ze New Zealand. Kiwi. He's a Kiwi. Kiwi. Yeah. yeah. Um, a Kiwi? Yeah. From New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yo, like, you know, he comes out here and he performs. His two albums just came out. But, you know, I'm um, I'm a big jazz fan. Not, not super knowledgeable like I am with, like, hip-hop culture, but uh, I grew up on it. Like, my stepdad was always playing it. My dad was a huge fan of, like, Ahmad Jamal. So, mm. I've, I, to be honest, every time I've gone to, like, festivals, I rarely go to a hip-hop festival. I go to a jazz festival. Bro, well, yeah. you've I mean, got to go to yeah. Samita Jazz yeah. Festival. It's usually held, like, uh, the middle of August every year. But, you know, you just go to the website. And one of my favorite groups is uh, Dream Sessions. You know, okay. shout out to Motahara Sun. Shout out to Hino Sun, the bassist and stuff. And, bro, they be throwing down. So uh, if, you ever, if you're in the jazz, that's a must-see event. Word. And it's free. Yo, um, Put that on what, the what was I, – I, I've heard stories how, like, in Japan um, – uh, they weren't as strict about drug use back in the day when it came to certain substances. Like I heard that you used to be able to buy um, psychedelic mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms out Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And um, also, you know, they used to have uh, what is the name of that shit? Brawn, the mm -hmm. fucking the the cough syrup that people were bombing, what like, and yes. doing all the time. Brawn. It's got it's dextromethorphan. It's a mild hallucinogen if you take enough of this shit, right? And um, I heard that people used to be doing that shit all the time. A Big lot time. of a lot of military cats used to be rocking with that shit. Yeah, as a matter of the, fact, the, the mushrooms the, and shit. Yeah, back in the early '80s when I was in the military, they made that shit. You know, it was a banned substance for military people. And also, they had this drink called the absence. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah Dudes I've heard used of it. to rock that. But a funny story about mushrooms, bro. I got millions of stories, but I understand we, you know, have right. limited time and shit. But uh, 
I was walking in Shibuya, right? And they had this dude selling clothes. And they had this dude selling mushrooms. The Japanese police came to the dude with the clothes and made him, you know, close the shit down and leave. Mm. But the dude with the mushrooms, they didn't touch. Mm. And so, yeah, back then, back in the day, it was, yeah, they was rocking all that, bro. But for some odd reason, the least dangerous one of them all, weed, they wasn't having it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all the cotton industry, man. Yeah. Word. I would love to see them decriminalize that. It's a little bit odd to me that Japan seems to be like really enamored by Chinese homeopathic medicine and natural remedies. Mm. However, they're so uh, averse to medical marijuana even. It's like they see it as like fucking black tar heroin of some sort. So. Yeah. Word, man. That's uh, yeah, probably weird. American weird, influence also. Yeah, I, I was just going to yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It definitely comes from from America. As a matter of fact, when I wikied it up, man, uh, we used to be legal in Japan until 1947. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until wow. Americans came over here and said, don't do that. Right. But it's kind of ironic that we were legalizing the shit and they still like lagging behind. A lot of the stuff that's kind of horrible is from, you know... Uh, the U.S. Constitution being America implemented after, them. Yeah, yeah. after yeah. World War II. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like the school system a little bit. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's also a lot of, I think, I guess, semi-religious influence. You know, it's like, like Catholics. Yeah. Catholicism is huge. They got a lot of schools here. Mm. So I just think that whole... That whole perspective, that whole Western, they they European, really latched on to like yeah. Westernized ideas of yeah. upward mobility in society after World War II, um, and just kind of was like, "Fuck it, we just gonna rock with their whole shit and continue down this path of fucking <laughs> patriarchy." And, yeah, I think like women women didn't get to oh, vote in Japan we're until f- like we're familiar with that. I feel like women didn't get to vote in Japan until like 1947. Probably. So, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but, yeah. but word. I would believe it. Yeah. What other Yo, type of shit do we uh, got about Japan? Well, I want to know about Cliff's upbringing. Cool. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. What, I mean. Better take another swig you, you got a specific, of that drink, man. You got a specific question so, or you just want me to kind I think of, maybe we're the same age or maybe you're a little older than I am. Uh, Sometimes I forget how old I am. I'm, I'm 37, I think. I think. What? What? Um, was it work that made you come over here? Um, to make a long story short, no, my wife. Um, my wife is Japanese, so um, I, I was in the military, but I wasn't here. I wasn't in Japan. I was. I did most of my time in Italy, and just basically on a boat. You know, so two for my first two years in the Navy, I was in Italy, Sicily to be exact, and had fun there. You know, went to Germany, went to a lot, you know, a few other European countries while I was over there. And then I kind of got stationed back, back stateside, but I really wasn't there because I was always out on the boat. So I, I got out, to make a long story short, I got out and just moved here to be with my wife. Yeah, that was, that's how I got here, really, on my own dime. But before you met your wife, did you have any interest in Japan? Yeah. So how that how that came about was, I, you know, growing up, I had no interest in Japan. You know, unlike most people who have, you know, grew up with that, 
I had no interest in Japan whatsoever. I didn't know the difference between. You ain't even care about like ninjas and shit, yo. It was nothing, like growing up, ninjas nothing. was like uh, I, I the main was, shit. I'm 37 too, so. I thought it was all, you know, it, a lot of Americans be ignorant. I thought it was all Chinese, you know, mm. Chinese, Japanese, whatever, right? However, um, I, I got a job in the village. I used to work in the village um, at a hotel um, close to Washington Square Hotel Park. Excuse me, close, close to Washington Square Park, right? And um, when I when I started working there, I think it was it was being in that environment where um, so it was a private owned hotel that had a lot of international guests. Um, NYU is is close by, so they have like 50% or more of their student body is from you know from overseas so it was just that influence in that in that area that really um, was the reason why I, I got into Japanese so there was a lady at, at the hotel I worked with her, her name was Keiko and she started teaching me Japanese ironically I was learning Polish at the same time because a lot of the Damn. workers yeah a lot of the workers in the, in the hotel were um, a lot of like the cleanup ladies were, were Polish so I just for some reason started to stick with Japanese and that's how it got started right so it, it wasn't like an interest in girls or interest in ninjas or, or anime it was just strictly you gotta specify the, that sometimes yeah it was strictly the language right you know I, like I'm not a I'm, weeb yeah, I'm not, yeah I wasn't a weeb I'm, I'm kind of the same way man because like yeah. when I tell people yeah when I was younger my friend showed me like anime and everything you know I can kind of I don't, I don't know if it's like just a twinkle or some kind of reckon. Ah, you're one of those in their eyes, but I'm pretty much here for the language also. Like, yeah, the cultural stuff is cool. Like, I like the music and everything, but yeah. I'm not really into anime or anything like that yeah. anymore. I didn't come out here on some like, yo, Japan is awesome. I want to see Goku. I, I wasn't off that shit either. Like, my folks were in Okinawa living. And I was like, I came to visit them, and I was like, yo, I'm not going to leave. I'm just going to stick around and shit and try to figure this out. And you came out here for, for the military, uh, Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got stationed here. That was my first set of orders on the uh, USS Midway back in 1980. It used to be in Yokosuka, Japan. Now it's, uh, it's a museum oh. in uh, San Diego. You know, okay, it's decommissioned, right. and it's a museum and everything. So that's what brought me over here. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that cool Japan shit doesn't work, Abe. Got to, like... Yeah, revamp that shit. Yeah, yeah. We need more incentives to come out here and shit. What they need is like, True. you know what I mean? They need a couple more incentives for people of color to come out here outside Definitely. of animation and shit. Yeah. But you know that actually brings a lot of people, man. There's a lot of like, yeah. like uh, w what is considered like geek culture now, nerd culture yeah. is hugely popular out here. People are just like, you know, uh, you see all types of pictures of like black Goku trunks with dreadlocks, and it's like, all right, yo, there's there really is an upwelling of that. Yeah, and so like just I, not a part of it. I um, like even when I was in the military and when I was in Italy, me and my wife we were doing a long distance relationship, and you know prior to going to Italy, she would come to New York to visit me because uh, we met in New York, and um, then she came to Italy when I was in Italy, and I, I came to Japan a few times from Italy. So we just kind of did that, you know, for four, almost five years. Mm. And then I just decided to say, you know, I told her, I said, you know, I'm getting out of here. You know, I'm not a long time Navy person. So you stay there. When I get out, I'm going to move here, move to Japan. So okay. that's what happened, really. 
and you're a lifer, you're going to just stay out here till you get that permanent resident shit? <sighs> I mean, shock, you basically have been yeah. here. You yeah. I mean, you're basically a lifer out here. Well, yeah. I know, have no intentions of leaving. I'm just going to stay my ass here. here in Japan. So I'll, I'll say the same. I, I don't have any intentions on leaving. Um, my wife, she has a good career here, and I, I have an okay career here, you know? So um, and that, that's always been the main thing for me. Um, if I can keep a decent job, because, you know, it is tough for us to, work, you know, do things sometimes. So, um, yeah, if I can keep a decent job here and, and, you know, she's able to keep her career, I'm good. Word up, man. Yeah. Man, I love you, brothers. I'm so glad that you yeah. guys were able to come and rock with us and shit. Man, I'm having a, a really good time. Are, are we playing all house music later? Is that what's going on? I'm not too <laughs> familiar with house. Uh, I'm going to switch it up a little okay. bit later, but yeah, I've been playing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty rocking much a house with it. It's, it's putting me yeah, in like yeah. a real mellow mood and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Just want to yeah. sit back, open up the window, let some sunlight <laughs> in and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, And you yeah. both know I'm a big house fan, so yeah, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm not too familiar with the genre, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, you know, I rock with I good just music. dipping my toe in. I rock <laughs> with good music. Shout out to Brooklyn Terry. Yo. Just because. Shout out to yeah. Brooklyn Terry. Uh, is there anything else that we should say about the podcast, man? What What would you? Uh, I don't even know. Do you guys got anything else to say about your podcast that you would want people to know about before we take a commercial break? Uh, tell us some shit, and then tell us your where we could find you. All right, well, I'll just say tune in, man. Um, we we put out episodes weekly every Tuesday. Um, we just made that um, switch because we were doing it every other week. So now, yeah, every Tuesday, tune in. Um, you can listen to us at. Uh, rump r-u-m-p dot podbean p-o-d-b-e-a-n dot com or you can just google man do you do your googles yeah, google your us googles. we're on itunes yeah. spotify instagram seems to be a really cool place to plug in with all the newest content and everything instagram right? yeah yeah we, we have you on the instagram twitter is like eh, but you know we on there too um, but yeah instagram word. is word up check us out you heard it here second yo support our brothers Oh, we didn't say what episode it was. Episode 68. Oh, is it 68? I think so. We don't need numbers. Spread love is the Brooklyn way. Mobile podcast. Yes. Yo, what's good? This is DJ Spinner, and you're listening to the Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop podcast in the world. Peace. Yeah. Yo, welcome back to the Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop and culture, dope culture podcast in Tokyo slash Japan slash Asia. And we're here with our fellow, fellow, what, we don't have like a network name, our fellow dopanomic urban Podcasters. brothers. I don't know, man. That shit's not a coin. We gotta work yeah, on that. I think we might have to drop dopanomic and go back to the drawing board. But just know we all have a black fist raised yeah, right now right. as I'm speaking. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Chocolate Buddha and my guy Tokyo Cliff mm. of the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast rocking mm -hmm. with us. Mm. And uh, we're coming back from this break and we're gonna right. get into a weather report. That's right. Which is the segment where we discuss some tracks. Yeah, share and some music and shit, right? spark some convo. That's right. Episode and, uh, 68. As we mentioned earlier, today is the anniversary of the death of one of the legends of hip-hop. One of the, I would say, most well-known, iconic legends. The Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Christopher Wallace. Wallace. Christopher Wallace. Wallace. Yo, rest yeah, in peace. Shout out to the God, man. Like, uh, I remember exactly where I was when, when I found out that he died. And 
that was the first time that I ever ditched school. Like we was like, Biggie died, and and I was I was in eighth grade at the time. I was with my my seventh grade homie, uh, Frog, Nate Hoover. He used to write Frog. We used to write graffiti, and uh, he was like, "Yo, did you see the news?" And I was like, "No, no, no." He's like, "Yo, Biggie's dead," and I was like, "Damn, we're not going to school today." So shout yeah. out to skipping yeah. class and shit, man. Yeah, well, or, man. but um, Sad shoot. Day. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a Biggie track to play. Everybody knows Biggie's super dope. Does everybody have like a favorite? Give me, give me like a top two or three favorite Biggie tracks. I'm gonna say like uh, "Unbelievable" is top top tier for me. Machine Gun Funk, uh, "Story to Tell." What else we got? Suicidal yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. Um, mm. What else? Um, um, love it when you call me Big Pop. Ah, uh, that but, is a classic. Yeah. That and and the original. Uh. Shit. Hold on, let me pull Juicy is a Juicy, yeah, I mean, I love yeah. Juicy. I mean, yeah. Victorious, yeah. More Money, More Problems. So many classics. More Money, More Problems, oddly, that sticks with me really heavy. Like, it is just straight up like a, a, a disco record sample rip. Like, not yeah. much change to it, but, yo, even Mace comes really dope off of that shit. Yo, Biggie's verse on uh, All About the Benjamins. Yeah, when he switches yeah. when he switches to that uh, Jackson Five sample. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Biggie's one of those guys, man. Like, I can't even really think of sample, a, I can't mm. even think of a, a yeah. specific verse because, like, it's no matter the beat, no matter the track, no matter who he with, he's just yeah. He, he, yeah he, I, I just uh, love his delivery, man. His, his, yeah. What is it? Notorious Thugs. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That, that shows his. Um, you know his versatility, range. versatility is, yeah, excuse is, me. as a writer yeah no no you're right range too though like he was yeah. just a phenomenal artist uh often imitated never replicated though you remember when puffy tried to get shine he's like yo check out this guy's voice sounds <laughs> just like biggie let's try to let's try to get these dollars back but yo yeah, uh, yeah man um you know i love biggie uh I, I'm not tr not trying to shit on his legacy or anything like that, but I'm not I'm not a huge Biggie fan. You know, I love his his music, but he only had two albums. Yeah, I didn't exactly. really rock with any of the posthumous joints. But when you have a a, a person in the culture who had that uh, much of an impact mm. for you know, like people are still impacted. People making music now who are the dopest are highly impacted by his music, and and uh, so yeah, man, shout out to Biggie. Uh, tremendously terrible to hear about. Somebody dying from gun violence. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting to see had he had he still been living, what type of legacy he would have yeah. built, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, like, would he rise to, like, the level of Jay-Z now? You, like, would know, his career trajectory was, be the same? Would Was was the direction his music going going to uh, eventually alienate his fans? Like, everybody loved Ja Rule for those first two years, and then everybody was like, fuck Ja Rule mm -hmm. after that. So who knows where his career would have went, but... I even heard the question classic of... Classic album. I even heard the question of, uh, would Jay-Z have been as big as he is right, and Biggie yeah. was still alive you know what I mean so you know he a whole he bunch took, of people man yeah, yeah he took that yeah, he took yeah. that slot there was I a mean, huge like I mean no pun intended like vacuum when he left yeah. that allowed people like you know the locks big punisher yeah. even Nas yeah. to a certain degree and the Wu-Tang absolutely like, filled that in well you know uh, I would say that uh, I, I make this comparison quite often if you listen to the early Biggie stuff the early Biggie stuff was very um four element hip hop adjacent you listen to the production um cats like uh 
a lot of his early tracks, like Unbelievable. That is a straight hip hop cut of him just being braggadocio and rapping on the mic. Uh, produced by, I feel like that's Premier. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. but like after after only built for Cuban links, uh, you know the Raekwon classic. All of those East Coast rappers started approaching this mafioso type of gangster lifestyle type of shit. Yeah. And then that's when Nas came with his his uh, it was written track masters a little bit shinier biggie working with puff started coming with the juices and and you you know utilizing these samples it was a little bit shinier and more opulent and about things that poor people you yeah. know what i mean like the joint couldn't to- really the align joint with, with total i like that joint too you know? what was that um, can't you see can't you see that mm. was, that was yeah that's just crazy that's like phenomenal the apex of he's maybe that dude who like melded hip-hop and r&b like yeah that. Yeah. Like that one with Total. Uh, they're also on the shit. hook of Sky's the Limit with, with yeah, yeah one twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, well, I don't know if they have any popular songs together. Faith Evans, but they, they did they? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think like so. intertwine. I don't remember. Yeah, but I'm glad you guys cut me from that tangent that I was going on that was going to start disparaging his career a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so shout yeah. out to that. Shout out to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, nah, but you know, know like. He's one of my favorites, but I can't even say he's my favorite, you know. Um, mm. Actually, like, my favorite, I'm going to keep it a buck right now. Um, and this is thanks to you guys, actually. Sky Zoo. Oh, shout out to the guys. Sky Zoo, man. I mean, I, I honestly... Well, that's a I, good transition. Yeah, let me go ahead and yeah. play some Sky Zoo shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and why is it thanks to us? I just um, want to hear him say, yo, y'all had Sky Zoo on the podcast. Y'all talking about exactly. Sky Zoo and shit. You know, yeah. I didn't really know too much about Sky Zoo because I think that, I guess, when he came on the scene, I was kind of like, I was on a, a, another wave. You know what I'm saying? But when I heard him on your podcast, and I heard he was from Brooklyn, I went I went back to the archives. And honestly, I've been listening to Sky like almost every day for the last three months, yeah. my G. And I'm just like, yo, his, his bars is just like way over people. Heads, so it's so, it's so much to unpack. Right. You yeah, know what right. I mean? It's it's both incredibly dense, but yeah. yet also simply eloquent. Yes, you could take it as the surface level and just be like, oh, that just sounds cool. Or you could really try to unpackage what's going on, and there's multiple meanings, multiple. double, triple entendres. I, I I say that he's the king of the hominin. If he says there, then it's probably like all three theirs. Exactly. Sometimes you know what I mean? Exactly. And it's like there's very few artists that are doing it. Um, at his level, at that kind of highest tier of ability in in this lyricism, like it's really well thought out. It's 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 not possible to replicate that. Yeah, you know, you could have somebody get um, take a bunch of multis and have a bunch of interlocking words that rhyme together, but the brilliance that Eminem brings to it with his perspective is what makes that magic. With with Sky Zoo. I've never heard anybody even approach getting close to what he's trying to accomplish. And he w- himself would probably tell you that he was chasing Jay with that approach of eloquence and yeah. simplicity. Especially but reasonable doubt, Jay. Yeah. It, it, but he's, to me, just on a whole different level. And I was really wildly curious about who he was ghostwriting for yeah. in yeah. the industry. I, I was just yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't know who it is, but they've got to be really dope <laughs> i guess i don't know man how, how was that interview for y'all because i mean i wish i would have been here now that i think back on it but uh that, in, that wasn't our yeah you definitely would have got the invite um yeah. for that because i know you like sky zoo but yeah. um shit 
I was a little bit nervous, to be honest with you. Okay. I prepared a lot for that. I went back and I listened to a lot of his music and um, I listened to a few interviews. Um, I was just nervous because, like, you, it you was never. It first real look, actually, independently. Yeah. Yeah. That we just kind of created ourselves. Late just reached out to him and was like, yo, um, you're going to be doing a show here. Can can you record with us? And he was like, yeah, bet. Oh, so he was he was like responsive. He was like yeah. quick, fast, hit you with it. Yeah. That's dope. Man. It wasn't until later that I found out he's good friends with my homegirl and uh, that I went to high school with, and she probably could have plugged too. But you know, it was like it's just you know, like I was I was I always get nervous before the end of the podcast. This is actually one of the first episodes where I didn't have any nervous energy because you know I'm rocking with you all the time, yeah. and, and you know I was like I, I listen to Shock all the time, but I always get that nervous energy. But that Sky Zoo joint. When it started, he was like, yo, I got to be out of here in like 35 minutes or some shit. Oh, right? wow. And it was like, because he was late, like we scheduled it and, and like he didn't get out of the show until later. So we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's try to get our little shit off. But we started drinking. We started building and talking. And I think that he recognized a, a real passion and like kind of a, an authenticity in us. Yes. Um, as being fans and also people of the culture that he got comfortable and then next thing you know we had an hour and a half two hours worth of content with him and he was just cool as you can be and huge jazz fan just like man yes he is he is this shit is. is just so crazy and you know big bigging you guys up again once again fuck that you know it's all about us today right <laughs> so this uh, actually this is from his album in celebration of us so exactly yeah, in celebration word. of us Yo, can you drop podcast. that um, crown holder oh, oh yeah yeah but I, w I wanted to say that uh damn this showed you I lost my train of thought <laughs> <That's> all right, <laughs> fam, <that's> all right. <laughs> But worry, um, you were talking. I think you were talking about you were talking about how you got bigging us up. Yeah, yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah. once again, going back to you guys, um, it's just that appreciation that I—that's I, what it was. Authentic, authenticity. And and when when I listen to you guys, it is you definitely have it. Like it, I'm not no hate, but I'm not into like the Drake, Little Yachty type shit. I'm just Good. like like. Like I, I appreciate you, you guys giving a deeper perspective on hip hop, and, and a perspective that's not—it's um, not often highlighted. You yeah. know, it's always about the big artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You guys highlight the smaller artists. You know, the, the artists in Tokyo that's that's, yeah. that's that defines hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Just as well. So. Big up to y'all once again, man. Thank you, man. This shit is just fucking lovely, man. It's lit, man. Super, yeah. super crazy. I think one of my favorite joints on this album is um, fucking the stick up tape from Menace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, I, crazy, I think I, I think I posted that a couple of days ago and I tagged you. Yo, I love that track. Brilliant. Man. It's Brilliant. so deep. I think you might you might appreciate Sky Zoo too, Shock. Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, it's a it is a very grown perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is not this is not him talking about having money. Like this entire album explores ideas of um, representation, identification um, as a black man, uh, gentrification in, in his community, uh, what it means to have love. I, I don't know. It's just like it's yeah. just a, it's a grown ass it's a grown ass album with grown ass themes. Uh, very intellectual to it sounds yeah. a little bit pretentious but it's it's he's he's a smart dude and he also has a uh, 
a love for jazz music. He names his son Miles after Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. And so, like, some of the beats are just like, you know. He's a big Spike Lee fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge Which Spike is, Lee fan. Um, the song, um, what's that song? Um, with Spike, Spike Lee is my hero. Spike Lee is right? my hero, which is yeah. kind of fitting for right now because yeah. Spike just won the award word, for the, the Grammy, right? Yeah. Which is the Grammy? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oscar. No, Oscar. 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 Excuse Oscar. Me. Pardon yeah. me. Pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon yeah, Black Clansman. Yeah, I didn't watch that. It's a great movie, man. You got to check it out. I don't. I don't like watching media that um, has heroes that are law enforcement officers. Mm. I don't care for that narrative. Gotcha. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know. Uh, yes. I, I just feel I just you know I'm kind of on some boycott cop culture shit, and I've been on that for a long time. But really, when it comes to media now, I just don't even. I don't even watch. You're yeah. not going to catch me watching a detective show or some shit like that i feel like a lot of this is a tangent but i feel like a lot of that uh a lot of the kind of uh highlighting of the cop has marginalized people like when you look at a cop show there's three types of people in there right there's the cop the criminal and the victim and we're always relegated to the victim role or the criminal role and the cop is always the hero and because of the the highlighting of these shows and the way that they push these uh oftentimes the cops are doing extra judicial shit judicial shit having a hard time getting that word out but they're basically fucking breaking the law to uh you know solve these crimes and do these things whenever we see cops rough up people on these television shows it's kind of training us to be like ah cops deserve to rough up the criminal because they're Mm. criminals and i just don't support a lot of shit like that now black klansmen it's a it's a different variety and it's coming from spike and it's based off on uh, upon like a historical uh event that really happened but i just don't care to see this black cop working with uh, you know a white cop to solve fucking racism or whatever the fuck happens here you know what i mean like yeah. Yeah. i'm just off it I boycott cop culture fucking morto vashes listen to fucking hakem bay like i don't yeah. fucking know what else to say about it other than yeah. that, so. fucking the, the cop the criminal and the victim look at any of these fucking shows man yeah. it's all that yeah so. you, you know going back to this track i mean like this track right here was going it's playing i mean i really love this shit because and, and you know, I want to say this too because I, I think to really appreciate a Sky Zoo, I'm not gonna say you have to be black, but you have to be understanding of black culture because I, I think this is something I'm start I've started to realize more and more these days. Getting back to hip hop and lyrics is because you know if you're not of the culture, if you're not understanding the culture, these lyrics go way over your head, my G, like way over your head. Just that sample that uh, he uh, uses throughout the project with um, Carmelo Anthony going, huh, they don't want us to win. Exactly. Like that, that shit is so deep. Like it sounds like just a funny meme, but when he chooses to use it and uh, how he told us like why he decided to use it on the podcast, like it's so layered. It's just like his lyrics. Like yes. there's so much meaning in, I mean, you I listen to this project and I don't catch all the lyrics, but then like the little samples and the other things, I'm like, I'm wondering how many other things I didn't catch because I don't know the meaning behind like some stuff. And then add adding to what you said, uh, I think another reason why he, I would call him like my favorite or maybe my top three is because on top of the lyrics being so layered, so deep and um, so ref- just so awesome, I, I think that I'm from Brooklyn. So a lot of the things that resonates, it resonates. A lot of the things he's, it's like it's it's like nostalgia when he talks about, 
you know, going to the Chinese restaurant and, and just all these or different like things. Jansport. Quarter water or something. Yeah, quarter waters, the song Jansport Strings. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that Jansport Strings, that was the thing. When I was in like sixth grade, yeah. you had a Jansport yeah. and you had you had the strings on it. And, and if you didn't have enough strings and if somebody wasn't paying attention, you would you would take their strings off right, their bag, right. you know what I'm saying, and put it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for for our like, generation, the Jan Sports were kind of like uh, Lee patches in the in the fucking early '80s and shit, in in the late '80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so yeah, he just mentions yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of lot of Brooklyn references that I, that I really dig. It takes me back. You know what I mean? I'm gonna play this one part of his verse because it's so fucking crazy. Um, hold on. I'm gonna go to the acapella part, but like, there's no features on this album, right? Besides Raheem the Devon? singers and shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Connecting like in a lock in the latch When a latch key is cocking it back Knowing a latch leads to how to react And the reaction is counter-react It gets complicated like confiscating the lottery back It comps away in like finding a pack Or it comps away in like you was kind into buying it back Backtracking to the moments that inspired the toast To the half gallon of Henny for supplying you hope Till you back to back in the semi from inside of your coat Either that or standing on the other side of the scope Or it's a celebration of being nowhere Near where that aim is. Trigger fingers turn to quotations. Same fingers boxing you in, or leave you vacant. Round of applause down the hall for all your patience. Or you in a hall up on the wall with Department of Correction letters hovered up over where your name is. Or you by the door, capping gown to the floor. Eight years of proof hovered up over where your name sit. Draw you to the crown, they sell it to you as weightless and charge you to sit on a wait list. Then you fast forward, private park in the Porsche. Yo, like that. That run, those like a fucking uh, six bars where he's like round of applause or being, he says some shit about like being applauded for your patience, like being like yeah. waiting for the shit to come. But it's also applauded by your patience uh, because you're a doctor. But the line after that is Department of Corrections, D.O.C. And then the following line is about getting his doctorate. And the patience and patience is the fucking same. Yo, just he's yeah. he's brilliant, yeah. man. It's hard to unpackage that. Yeah. Like, I mean, this part is him redoing the whole verse yeah. that he's already done before yeah. with the beat under it because of yeah how he's like yeah. It's like you, if you listen to if you listen to this over the beat, it's like oh man, he's killing that shit. Like this sounds dope, but to to drop out the drums and just have the like. The, the instrumental in the background without any of the drums it gives it such a different quality and, and yeah so that, much that so was... much of hip-hop is like that it's like if you were to take rock him verse and put it on a piece of paper this is like the highest levels of poetry and shit you know what i mean like this is yes. this type of writing yes. is is not something simple to accomplish and he's just one of those artists who i think is just a a, a giant so to speak yeah. in terms of writing and just rap conveying poetry, things man. man like in the tradition of like the beat poets and fucking Langston Hughes and, and just, uh, you know, celebrated writers who approach with different styles and appro- like, you know, different level uh, uh, poetic devices. Like he's just up there for me. And if you read his lyrics, 
you yeah. could just be like, wow. Like, yeah. I'm not sure where all this is coming from, but I get it. People say Tupac's a poet, and it's like, yeah, word, that's that's true, true indeed. You know, like a lot of his lyrics are like that. But largely, whenever you hear like a Michael Eric Dyson talking about Tupac and how prolific he was as a writer and thinker, that's as far as he goes into the culture, really. Like you never hear guys like Sky Zoo being celebrated, people who are passionate and have opinions about the culture this type of shit just doesn't really ever make it to the mainstream yeah even even with even with cats that are fans of hip-hop like it's kind of bubbling under under everything else no fucking, why isn't joe budden talking about this he's a fucking fan of lyricism yeah and, and when, once again you know kudos to y'all man like that you know just having a guy like sky zoo on you know i that 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 to me credits you guys and and it speaks to the authenticity right because all right yeah if you can get drake on maybe you would but i mean fuck drake you know what i'm saying like sky zoo (laughs) gives you so much substance you you know what i'm saying so much substance yo what's crazy is like that sky zoo episode that we did it got like 115 listens man that's crazy that's crazy. It's all right. That's crazy. It's all right. Because, you and know, the Marley the Mall joint, you guys did with Marley Mall. I mean. Yo, I uh, yeah, I appreciate you shouting us out. I don't want to, you know, yeah, pat, yeah, yeah. pat yeah, our yeah. backs too much. But, yo, yeah. you know what I mean? Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. I think we're all doing some really, really dope, dope shit out here, man. Um, I don't know. Let's get the unchanging popping, late. Uh, hold on. Let me pop this joint. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me come down on this. Uh, This is just real quick. Yeah. Um uh I've been getting more into house music that recently. House. Yeah. And this producer named Fred Fades, who has worked with mm. one of my favorite artists, Ivan Av, recently dropped this album. So I was like, Oh, let me check this out and surprisingly it was all like house music or deep house or oh. his tribute to or his version of Deep House, whatever. I don't really know all the terms and shit yet. But yeah. uh yeah, I thought, oh, dope. I'll listen to this and yeah, I've added it to my set list, a few joints, and I'll just play like some more of the album under the rest of the episode. Dope. Yeah, man, some good shit. Uh, if you get a chance, check out his other production work. Uh, like I said, he works with this guy called Ivan Av. Uh, he's from Sweden, so he both, works with both of them are from Sweden. Both from Sweden. Which I didn't man. know at first, yeah. man. He don't sound like you, there's mm. not a discernible accent. that's like, yo, he's a foreign cat. I thought he was like from New York. Or yeah, some I shit. thought he was like some East Coast cat. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of my, a lot of the house artists I like are from Europe, man. Um, and I think that's just club culture there. So yeah, bit and, and you know, house, right? Like I'm, st- I'm still learning about all these different artists, and you know, there's so much house music out there, um, but. You know, I went back and learned the history, and I, I just really got big into house probably about a year and a half, two years ago, and still, like I said, I'm still learning. And Europe really took on house when it started, I guess, like, because, you know, of course it started out in New York, well, Chicago, excuse me, Chicago, New York, Detroit, those major areas, and then it... By black I, I, folks. By black folks, definitely want to mention that. And and then Europe really embraced it, and and I, I think they 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 really made house theirs, um, in a sense, to where like when I started getting into it, I realized that a lot of my favorite artists are from London yeah. or from uh, Denmark or wherever wherever you yeah. know somewhere in Europe you know. Yeah, man. I think um, 
a lot of those uh, EDM music genres, whether yeah. it's trance, techno, drum and bass, yeah. all of those things were a little bit more lively um, in European cultures than they were here. Whereas kind of the house sound left the, the mainstream and there wasn't really a lot of space for people to uh, make a lot of money off that exactly. in the mainstream in yeah. the in the um, the late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, the European culture, they were like, fuck it, man. We really like these songs. And there's just a huge... Um, multiple countercultures and subcultures that listen to these music genres to the point where it's like Germany is kind of synonymous with like fucking techno and shit yeah, you know what I mean yeah, and, yeah. and like I, I don't really listen to a lot of EDM genres all that often mm. um, so I don't I don't know much about it but I do know that they're flourishing in Europe so yeah I, I think for me it was like kind of a natural thing like I didn't I can't think of any one moment where I got into house, but it was just more of a like realization that I would be at parties and I, I like to dance, right? And I don't even need like I don't care if there was women in there or not. Like if I if I got my drink and the music is good, I would just groove. So when when I started like coming across house house tracks, I realized that that's what really like that I, I connected with that, you know, mm -hmm. spiritually. And, and, and that's why I, I kind of just kept going with the house music that it was just it was something natural it wasn't like forced or it wasn't like any one moment or one artist that that, that really made me get into it but you know word yeah. up man. yeah uh, let me say uh it's actually fred fades and john rice uh, j-a-w-n okay. rice i'm not sure what exactly the relationship is but yes yeah, two people john rice that and the uh, like, project's like called jacuzzi really boys sweet. Yeah, it does Boys, sound like some Philly, Philly slang shit. Dope. I never even heard of these artists, but like, you know, once again, like I said, there's so much music out there, man. So much artists. So many artists. All day. Me. Yeah. Word. Uh, bust this temperature check really quick. Word up. Yeah. Let's hit you. Uh, we'll hit shock with this one since uh, you've answered it before. Uh, Mary, fuck, kill. And I'm going <laughs> to keep it at that because shock, you you, you a raw ass motherfucker too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. I hear you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. like every chance you get to say pussy, you're going to say that shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> but but any, anyways, uh, so Mary, fuck, kill. Ra rank these convenience stores. Family Mart, 7-Eleven, Lawson's. Mary, fuck, kill. I'm going to go first with, uh, I'm more of a, uh, 7-Eleven guy. So marry 7-Eleven? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll go second with Lawson. So you'll fuck Lawson's. Yeah. And you will kill Family Mart. God yes, damn. yes. Yo, man. Lay is all happy over here. I don't, I don't smug. Me and <laughs> yeah. I don't, you think you know a guy. <laughs> I don't know if we can do the podcast. Yeah, anymore, you're going to have to find man. Yeah. You, you just shit on Family we, Mart. We man. Family Mart folks over here, man. man. We Family Mart family, you know what I mean? <laughs> man, people, yeah. people who are in tune with Japan really like 7 Eleven. Mm. Really like 7 yeah. Eleven. Word. I mean, I like 7 Eleven too, don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, I'm a family more guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna hate on any. If if I need something, I'm gonna go to whichever one is yeah, closest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whichever one, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean, but I don't know. But we there's more 7-Elevens around where I live and everything. You oh, know, word. Yeah. yeah, I used to be a Sunkus guy, but you know, when when he passed away and closed his store, I was like, okay, well, back to 7-Eleven. You mean mm -hmm. a specific person that owned a Sunkus? Yeah, no, well, yeah, he owned a Sunkus. Or you mean Mr. Sunkus himself? <laughs> oh no, I wish I knew that motherfucker, <laughs> man. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, I used to be a cool dude that owned a Sunkus. OG. Chan and, and every OG son and everything and when he passed away I just thought you know there was no Sankuses in the uh, area so I just uh, went back to 7-Eleven um, I don't know if 
Cliff has answered this. Who is your, or both of y'all, who's your favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan? Ooh. Man. I don't know if I can answer that one. Um... My shit changed so much over the. I'm, I've been. I'm a huge Wu head. Yeah, like, I, can't, I can't. I can't. I don't know if I can answer yeah. that one. Honestly, I I, I I love Wu. You know, I honestly I was more of a, I was more of a boot camp click dude back shout in the out. day. Um, shout out to boot camp clip. Shout out to Smith and Wesson who just came out with a new album. It's fire. Yeah. Um, it but um, yeah, I always loved the Wu. Um, Ghostface, maybe? I don't know. I, I don't, it's There's not, no wrong answers. Yeah, it's no wrong answer. But. You got a favorite member? Mm. I didn't listen to a lot of it. Uh, so it's I'm going to pass on that one. Okay. Yeah. All right, Shock. You're, uh, I know you, you pe- people call you Buddha, but I like just to say Shock. Fuck oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I, <laughs> when, I, when I was listening to you, uh, when you and uh, Cliff did the uh, podcast with uh, G. Yamazawa. Um, no, 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 with um, Curly and Kansai. Okay. Yeah, I heard him. He's, he called me Shock. So I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You know, you yeah, know it's yeah. funny because like when I talk to you and only when I talk to you, I refer to Buddha him as Shock. Shock, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, um, on a desert island, you have two artists. They're complete musical catalogs that you can listen to. Who do you choose? Nothing else other than these two artists and you get all of their music. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. One. Parliament Funkadelic. Two. Mm. Hey, man, that's a nice Dope. variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do some fucking, old school shit. You know what I mean? Throw on some September when you film real and sad I, and shit. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Well, you know, they, it's a combination of good dance music and uh, good baby making music. Sure. Man. <laughs> also, let's, let's not sell any of them short on their musicality. Yeah. Tremendously yeah. Yeah. talented musicians. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bootsy Def- Collins and shit, man. Definitely. That's the guy. Oh, yeah. Words. Okay. Have you answered that question before? I don't think I've answered no. that question. And that's a hard question, man. Damn. I don't remember my second artist. I know of my one of my artists. I pick Miles. All right, so Miles check it. Miles Davis. I'm going to give you one house and one hip-hop. Word. Sky Zoo. Boom. That's, that's my hip-hop. Boom. House. Man. Shit. I can't even really answer it. But just house music in general, I'll give you. No, you I can't do that. You can't do that. Cliff a shout out. He uh, <laughs> hit me up uh, with a a message on Facebook, and he was like, "YouTube video, YouTube video, YouTube video." Just some like house shit, and it really helped me. You know, when I was first finding out like which direction to go in and what yeah. I should be listening to or what I like. Mm. So yeah, shout out. Shout out. All good, baby. All good, baby, baby. We got another unchanging. Um, I'm trying to decide. All right, uh, who is somebody that y'all respect? Maybe you know, in the same industry or podcast or just somebody. Who does somebody that you look up to, and if they were to give you props, it would like mean the world to you. We call this the uh, who is your senpai that you want to be acknowledged by? Question. Do not say Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh Do no, not no. no that that wasn't even in <laughs> okay, my okay okay nah now nah. like i notice a lot of podcasters look at joe rogan like he's the god because he has a tremendous number of followers nah, and his nah. podcast is pretty interesting from time to time very very uh interesting array of guests so i got mine but i'll be right. hating sometimes i'll listen to it but i'll be hating i got mine so amanda seals yo 
very dope, really, really dope, pro-black, beautiful woman. Um, I, I really respect her. I, I haven't she listened to her too. episodes recently. I got to go back and check them out. But What's the name she, of her podcast? Uh, I can't even tell you off the top of my head. Like I said, one, the show chew got my mind. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I'm not on point right now. But uh, yeah, Amanda Seals is just so articulate, so intelligent. And, and man, I, I just really love her. She's I, and, a and, magical and, human. Yeah. And, and she's just... When she when she says something is so powerful, it's so it's coming from so much mm. emotion, but also from education, from, from, from so much intelligence. And I just really love her podcast. Shout out to Amanda Seals. I know she probably won't hear this, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, big fan of Amanda Seals. What about you, Shock? Who's the person that uh, you look up to that you would love to be acknowledged by? Hmm. Does it have to be in the podcasting? Uh... No. Just somebody that says, you're doing really good with your life, and I'm proud to to, to see that happening. Barack Obama. Hey. hey. That's my dude, man. Of course, I mean, there's many others, you know, but uh, if I had to name one that's present day and is alive, it has to be him. That must have been pretty monumental watching that from i'm assuming you were in japan at the time yes i was and uh you know growing up hearing people say that you know there'll never be a black president mm, you know yeah. and i used to say that myself and then once i started meditating and getting into things and started seeing life is full of possibilities and seeing uh what our ancestors have overcome and I started saying to my friends back in the 80s, I was like, the reason why it hasn't happened because we always say it's not going to happen. And they were like, no, nah, no, nah, it ain't going to happen. And when I saw that, I ain't going to lie to you. I started, you know, I started tearing up because it did happen. And, 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 and um, yeah, yeah. I, I called a was, lot of my family. Man. Yeah. Especially it, my grandmothers. I called both of them and. They kind of were in disbelief also. It's kind of like I never thought it would happen. Kind of. Yeah, it was pretty fucking surreal. Yeah, I was in Italy at the time and um, in the Navy. And, um, I, 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 was, I, was, I was proud, but at the same time I was like, just, I guess just knowing and understanding that you know, symbolically, he, he, he's, you know, he, it was awesome to see him become president, but just knowing that the difficulties he was going to face with, yeah. you know, the opposing party. We all, all knew it was going to yeah. happen. We saw it leading yeah. up to even the election. Yeah. yeah. So. And because they couldn't straight up call him the N-word, they call him a Muslim Kenyan and shit. You so know I, I, mean? I, yeah. I wasn't like so elated. Or I wasn't so emotional because I knew that what he, what he was going to. Yeah, exactly. But he knew that too when he when he uh, signed up for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, of course, so, of course, he knows that. So and nobody nobody was surprised, you know. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that was oh, that was man. I really fact, like. I'm getting it, chills now. Yeah, I really like what it meant for. A lot of times when I see things that I'm not even too hyped about, like you know, like like Black Panther was dope. You know what I mean? And and shit like that is dope. But I'm not like, wow, we finally got a movie for all the black folks, you know, all black folks in it. That's fucking great. A lot of times it's not even about me. 
a lot of times it's like what that representation means to my nephew's son yeah you know what i mean yeah. now like growing up like i want to be spider-man you can't see spider-man you don't know if he's black or whatever it, it, of course you know peter parker's white but you could put on that spider-man joint and be spider-man exactly. nobody could see it and for you know my nephew's son who's 10 years old now he grown up batman white superman white captain america thor all these motherfuckers just a hella white yeah but for for them to see something like you know even little girls to see like the ghostbusters like all cool women fighting ghosts like that type of representation is what was more touching to me so seeing barack obama become the president i was like he's you know no matter who you vote for the government's going to get in he's going to do some shit that i don't like period but we're yeah, yeah. you know yeah. shout out to shout out to uh barack. to that representation man to yeah. see that yeah. happen and he was an upstanding fucking individual. Oh, no controversy. Just so smooth, that, too. Right? So and smooth, it, so articulate. He was balling and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like he yeah. was playing basketball. And shout out to him, man. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get out of here late. Yeah. Uh, yo. Anything y'all want to promote before y'all sign off? I, I just want to promote um, community, man. Um, anybody listening to this episode... Yo, check you know check out the Raw or Mode podcast. Check out Mega Late Show. We we are all about reach out. If yeah, you're a creative, yeah, reach, reach out. out. We are all about the Tokyo community, the international community, and highlighting that. You know, I mean, Japan is is we know it's ninety something percent Japanese, and that's a beautiful thing. I love their culture, but you know, we we, we want some shine out here too. You know, as, as foreigners, you know. And we can find you guys at uh, Rump. Rump dot podbean dot com or just do your Instagram, Googles, Facebook, Instagram yeah. and Twitter. We don't we don't we don't have a Facebook. What about your personal SNS like uh, your personal pages? Do you want people to go to those? Mm, no, nah. you, you can give yours. I'm not sure. really like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love street photography and everything. So if you ever see some of my stuff, uh, you could go to uh, chocolate underscore Buddha. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll see you'll see my stuff. And also uh, my boy, black man in Japan, you'll see his stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we're we're basically like twin brothers hmm. uh, and everything in our thought and everything. But yeah. Yeah. And also shout out to the Mega Lake Show again. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate you know what I'm man. saying? Because we, you know, also community and everything. But also I feel that what I get out of listening to you guys and of course, listening to ourselves, listening to Curly and Kansai, we inspire people. You know, we, we I, I think that we really inspire people that say, hey. I may not be able to do my thing in the States. Maybe it's a little too competitive, but when I come to Japan, you know, I don't need to just, you know, yeah, it's okay to see the sushi temples and shrines and shit, but, you know, I could come over here and start a career. I could come over here and, and touch people in a way. Mm. And also, you know, to represent our melanated culture in a positive way. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, Shout out to that name brand skin tone, that super skin, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Melanin hey. popping. You know what I mean? Shout Hashtag out to Naomi Osaka. And I heard we got big dicks too. Yo, <laughs> and we run man. fast. Super fast. I mean, like, unbelievably fast. Especially when we see cops. Right. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Robin Marble Podcast, Tokyo Clip Chocolate Buddha, Megalay. Check, check. Hey, all right. 
Well, now I will go ahead and let you guys know of some of the upcoming shows coming up this week. Uh, let's see. At Hotel Hostel Sitan in Bakuro Yokoyama, Pigeon Dust is performing. Pigeon Dust is a very dope Japanese beat maker here in the Kanto area. And you guys should definitely check out his music. He rarely performs uh, in comparison to some of the other beat makers out here. So that is a special treat for you. Tomorrow night, the 16th, we have Undaloop, which is the name of the show at Sound Music. Vision that is featuring a plethora of Japanese artists, including the MC Il Sugi, Buddha Monk, the beatmaker, Cram, the beatmaker, Water, uh, Daichi Yamamoto, who did his album last year, Windows, with our guy Aaron Cholai. That should be tremendously dope, so check that out. Wednesday, the 20th, we have Mind Design at the Sound Museum Vision. Everybody should know Mind Design. That is going to feature some cats that everyone should know as well, such as the legendary DJ Murrow and the Onyx Collective, which is coming out from New York, and they should be very, very dope. Go check out Super Plume featuring uh, Ko, the MC, and Ilsugi at Contact that night as well, the 20th. Also, uh, be sure to go back and check out some of the reoccurring shows that happen on our pod, that we mentioned on our podcast, such as uh, Slow Lights, um, Vibes at Harry on the 29th, Under Digic, Noah, uh, just a lot of stuff. There's also Dave Chappelle show on the 25th, but those tickets are sold out. If you can manage to get your hands on some of those, Please have a wonderful time. Uh, that's basically it as far as I can tell. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Megalate Show and checking out this episode with the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. I will leave you now with the outro music. Celebration of us, to celebrate is a must How they break it down to us like It's a celebratory moments of a glass Or a bottle in the air Or a flask and a shotty with a flare in the back Coming out when one appears Or the flash of a body in the stairs And the crash of a lobby in despair Or moments where you getting patted on the ground And then turned into badges on the ground And the irony of reversing the road Where whenever they roll bet they know shit is whatever for them now Cause now is a scene where a stream is interrupted by conclusion Jumping and dumping in new seat where a dream is sitting in overdrive. So taking over the drive turns into 12 acquitting screams or 12 acquitting what they believe until they in the crowd banking on what another 12 perceives or celebratory moments of a scale being off to the left. So you cop and get more than you expect, and the rest goes off to the cost of looking like you involved. So you back to spending more with your connect, <laughs> connecting like in a lock in the latch when the latch key is cocking it back, knowing the latch leads to how to react. And the reaction is counter-react It gets complicated like confiscating the lottery back It comps away in like finding a pack Or it comps away in like you was kind of buying it back Backtracking to the moments that inspired the toast To the half gallon of Henny for supplying you hope So you back to back in the semi from inside of your coat Either that or standing on the other side of the scope Or it's a celebration of being nowhere near where that aim is Trigger fingers turn to quotations Same fingers boxing you in to leave vacant Round of applause down the hall for all your patience Or you in a hall up on the wall With department of correction Let us hover up over where your name is Or you by the door, capping down to the floor Eight 
years of proof Hover the bubble where your name sit Draw you to the crown, they sell it to you It's weightless, they charge you to sit on their waitlist And you fast forward, private park in the pause Open the doors to a round of applause Down the hall from all your patience Fist in the air over mistakes Or fist in the air over the jakes Being vision impaired, holding a tray And that tray pound lift up the fear from out his face And you vision impaired over a wake For the face that the jakes pinned is being a nigga So we give him everything that he think a nigga should take And you ask him how to spell it and he respond Please make up your mind, you niggas is either niggas or you ain't eh? All black everything, Bobby Seal fit with a tray While I'm untwisting my chains Celebratory moments of a glass or a bottle in the air Or a flask and a shoddy with a flare And the bag coming out with one of pairs Or the flash of a body in the stairs And the crash of a lobby in despair Recalled by the star to the morn While you ball with a square And they watching what you hear But everybody's fine I mean, everybody's fine, right? That's what they told us. They told us everybody's fine. No matter what was going on, they looked at us and said, everybody's fine. I mean, right in the eye, dead on, they said, everybody's fine. I'm sitting down conversing, and they was building, and they said, yo, everybody's fine. I said, really? They said, yeah, they said celebratory moments of a glass or a bottle in the air or a flask and a shoddy with a flare and the bag coming out when one appears or the flash of a body in the stairs and the crash of a lobby in despair or moments where you getting patted on the ground that then turn into badges on the ground and the irony of reversing the role where whenever they roll, bet they know shit is whatever for them now. Because <laughs> now is a scene where a stream is interrupted by conclusion jumping and dumping into a seat where a dream is sitting in overdrive so taking over the drive turns into 12 acquitting the screams or 12 acquitting what they believe until they in the crowd banking on what another 12 perceives or celebratory moments of a scale being off to the left so you cop and get more than you expect and the rest goes off to the cost of looking like you involved so you back to spending more with your connect <laughs> connecting like interlocking the latch when a latch key is cocking it back knowing a latch leads to how to react and the reaction is counter react it gets complicated like confidence Confiscating the lottery back It comps away in like finding a pack Or it comps away in like you was kind Into buying it back Backtracking to the moments that inspired the toast To the half gallon of Henny for supplying you hope Till you back to back in the semi From inside of your coat Either that or standing on the other side of the scope Or it's a celebration of being Nowhere near where that aim is Trigger fingers turn to quotations Same fingers boxing you in Or leave you vacant Round of applause down the hall for all your patience Or you in a Hall up on the wall with Department of Correction letters hovered up over where your name is. Or you by the door, capping gown to the floor. Eight years of proof hovered up over where your name sit. Draw you to the crown, they sell it to you as weightless and charge you to sit on a waitlist. Then you fast forward, private park in the Porsche, open the doors to a round of applause down the hall from all your patience. Fists in the air over mistakes, or fists in the air over the jakes. Being vision impaired, holding a tray, and that tray pound lift up the fare from out his face. And you vision impaired over awake For the face that the Jake's pinned as being a nigga So he give him everything that he think a nigga should take And you ask him how to spell it and he respond Please make up your mind, you niggas is either niggas or you ain't All black everything, Bobby Seal fit with a tray While I'm untwisting my chains Celebratory moments of a glass or a bottle in the air Or a flask and a shoddy with a flare And the bag coming out when one appears Or the flash of a body in the stairs And the crash of a lobby in despair Recall 
store by the store to Lamont while you ball in a square and they watching what you hear. But everybody's fine. It would never turn dim at all And all it took to come to life Was a stage to live it Shit could happen overnight If you awake to get it Like aiming before you draw And what it takes to hit it Or Kane that old dog To stick up tape from menace And all it took to come to life Was a stage to live it Shit could happen overnight If you awake to get it Like aiming before you draw And what it takes to hit it Or Kane that old dog To stick up tape from menace Before you leave Make sure you leave with it It's like knowing where the cameras And the walls are And they was already Talking for you before the talk starts And your direction come into question like it was on star See if I turn it on for the tape or turn in the wall art Or maybe you was there but you really wasn't In the cut, but before it cut you could feel it coming Quicker than you ever could have thought without interrupting Bottle on the floor and now you wishing you didn't touch it Empty the cash register how for you get the running Now there's a motive on top of that tape Rolling on top of that hover motive That same tape ain't noticed It's all context but get all that acclaim and you'll get to love it It started as a flash it grows in the fluorescence It goes into an essence that poses when you press it Like the tape do It dares you to mimic it like Some what your aim do And however you fit in that light It's how it takes you like Word to a shooter's touch Steady as ever like you shooting up Brighter than ever, you ain't losing much And validation is everything that you knew it was Your fingerprints on a bottle But they ain't proving much For the importance of needing importance Until it's loud enough with somebody seeing you for it And calling for everything you did it for It's dull as what you living for promised it would never turn dim at all and all it took to come to life was a stage to live it shit could happen overnight if you awake to get it like aiming before you draw and what it takes to hit it or Kane that old dog to stick up tape from menace and all it took to come to life was a stage to live it shit could happen overnight if you awake to get it like aiming before you draw and what it takes to hit it or Kane that old dog to stick up tape from menace before you leave make sure you leave with it leave with enough time for them to forget what they heard but still enough time for you to spread that word but word is that words don't be enough but certain words be worth speaking up i mean up over how we think they know us but still up under where they hold us and 
eye level with what they showed us, but that's still up, right? All up with they, I mean, they who? Is it they me or they you? Cause they see what they do and they mean what they drew, but they keep and they cool and they need you to be you. So go ahead, be you, but know that that tape on and you might not be able to take shorty to the back like bitch that tape ain't yours hand that over so me and my man could break north and that's still up <laughs> it's still us all for validation because they told us we wasn't valid told us we didn't matter so now we matter right matter to us and matter to you and matter to they it matters what we say and what we portray but what matters is what we became all for they so for better and worse Make sure they spread that around, huh? Cause all it took to come to life was a stage to live it. Shit could happen overnight if you awake to get it. It's like aiming before you draw and what it takes to hit it. Or Kane and Old Dog to stick up tape from Menace. All it took to come to life was a stage to live it. Shit could happen overnight if you awake to get it. It's like aiming before you draw and what it takes to hit it. Or Kane and Old Dog to stick up tape from Menace. Before you leave, make sure you leave with it. Yeah. Before you leave, make sure you leave with it. Oh, shit. Man, fuck that. I'm selling these motherfuckers for $59.95. Nigga, I got money. Nigga, you ain't selling it. Shut up, you ain't selling it.